Sunshine Track Podcast, and we're so happy you're here. I'm Shana. I'm Hodaya. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. And today we're actually going to discuss one of the most important spaces in any office, which is... The entrance area. The entrance area. <laughs> so we were actually discussing this a lot, and it's really one of the first things we bring up with companies, um, because the entrance area is really everything it's like the business card it's the first thing that people see when they come into the office right and it's also the first step that people take in they kind of you know it's kind of like dressing the part for a job like a right. job interview people like they do put in a little bit more effort in what they're wearing when they're going for a job interview it's kind of the same um, because it really says everything and you only get those few seconds it's like first impression. Um, it's actually. totally a first impression. It's a first date. It's all of that all rolled together into one area. That's a lot to expect a from lot. one area. Right. I mean, it well, also needs to represent the company and showcase what they do and and their values. And right. So I think I think the beginning stages of talking about any entrance area is talking, sitting down with the either the CEO or whoever your point person is and saying what do you want to say what do you want the vibe to be and really understanding from them what what's important to showcase who are they and what do they stand for and then you can even I think um, get into how how you um, transform that into spaces and into atmosphere right as Lisman review describes they call it the employee's experience journey right because it's it is a journey when when you come into the office and you start like moving the hallways right. and and walking down right and, and we up. are more talking always now things have changed so much about the employee experience mm-hmm. but i think it's not only employees and i think this is this is the bigger question is who who are we talking to? Who is it for? Right. This space, this it, entrance right. space. Right. And that's also one of the first things that we need to discuss with any company when you sit down with them. Who walks into this space? Is it employees only? Um, because that that um, describes a certain kind of v- different kind of value system. Um, could it be clients or investors, donors? Is it management who is who is walking in here? And I think the who is a really, really important question. Yeah, it is a crucial question because um, sometimes you want to say something just to the employees. Now, if you've got clients or investors walking in, it's not the right space. It's not like if you want to say, oh, we're super young, chilled company, but we want our investors to take us seriously that can all be incorporated but when you're confusing right and confusing so when you're portraying something and really like we said it's like that first impression you only have one chance to get it really right and that's why probably this area is most complicated than the other ones because it's everything Mm -hmm. like it's okay if your conference room is just for normally um like teams and employees and that's fine um because you can be more specific, but this area has to really has to say a lot and and needs to include a lot in it. Right, and and that's why it's so important to understand the who first 
And then the what. Right. And I Who's also, coming into the office? Exactly. Who is walking through this space? Yeah. And what do we want to represent or say? Or what's important for us to kind of make this space Give feel over. like? Right. And I think once you've asked the who and once you've asked the what, then as designers, we have more of a capability of dealing with the how. And, and then our creativity could shine. Right. But I, I want to bring up something else, which I think is um, really interesting. We've seen this. Um, previously, we were consulting on a museum. And, um, you know, the entrance is like beautiful and it's museum like and it's just like, High wow, ceilings, exactly spacious. But then when you walk into the space where all the office workers work, it, there was such a dissonance between what you had just gone through, if we're talking about ex employees experience journey. Um, to what you end up in. It was actually a little bit like, you know, Downton Abbey. It was like the upstairs and the downstairs. It really felt very similar. It was like, hold on, where am I? I'm not part of this museum anymore. I'm bit, we were a bit ashamed for them, for, for creating such a space for employees that needs to go, like the experience of going through spaces that was meant for people the wow the right wow and everything and then they're coming to like mm -hmm. a small tiny space right which and it's not exactly and i think i think i'm bringing up this example because it's so important that there's some sort of a cohesive vibe between even if your entrance is wow you kind of got to continue it you kind of got to be holistic about it so even if it is like for donors or investors or whatever, the employees don't feel like, oh, I'm, I'm actually a second grade citizen at right. this point. Um, that, that could be something very dangerous and would do exactly the opposite of what, you know, creating loyalty and trust and belonging. a belonging and a really good vibe because you're really saying you're second class. And that's something that I just wanted to bring up that people don't, you know, look at this um, entrance area and do the wow and do the everything. But then when it comes to the employees, kind of just forget about them. Um, and, and I think when, when I talk about being holistic and cohesive, I'm really talking about creating a design language, which is really the first step of any um, office project is um, what we call the concept. Yeah. And um, in that design concept, we talk about choosing a palette of colors, choosing a palette of materials. And all this is like based on the company values and what they want to show um, and how they want to be perceived. Right. And, and that includes um, like what we spoke about right at the beginning, vibe. Like what's the atmosphere? Because you can set an atmosphere with three colors mm -hmm. really or a certain kind of material mm -hmm. um, you can make something homier than it is by choosing those kinds of materials or more professional kind of um, you know high-techy vibe by by uh, by your choices and we're not even talking about budget that's like right. before even the budget because mm -hmm. you can be very creative when you know why you need to create some area or what's important to for for this area to be mm -hmm. and and i think that's that's really where we start with the entrance space like besides for besides for creating some sort of a what is this experience it's talking about 
let's create the right kind of color palette and materials and choose materials that are going to be completely holistic throughout the office. And it starts here. And this is really the beginning of the journey. And this is where you, you're really introducing actually quite a lot. And, and I think we'll get into that also soon. Besides for the design concept and your materials and the lighting, you're also introducing who they are. Mm-hmm. You're not just, it's not just colors and materials. Um, and, and we talk about entrance areas as being quite powerful because every single time you pass through them, um, we know how much a space can affect a person and, and how that changes their mood and what they end if up feeling. They, if they even want to continue from there. Exactly. Like, how does that... If it's welcoming. Exactly. How does that affect my journey? And and a lot of the time in entrance areas, what we're really looking for is a wow factor. Like, what is, like, the wow? and The, fa- the focus, actually. Right. And the focus point, exactly. Um is it a wall? Is it reception desk? Is it a light fixture? Or, you know, is it the ceiling? Is it the floor? And, and it, there's so many options. There's so many it. options. And I think sometimes um, some designers get confused and use all of them. And then it's all of, um, <laughs> all of the above. And then it's a little bit overkill as opposed to choosing one focus point, which is really the most powerful thing that you can do. You can also do two, you can do three, but you need to be very gentle with it. Exactly. But I think it's it's how can and the other spaces, how can the, for example, if you've chosen the wall or if you've chosen the ceiling, how can the other um, areas and, and factors support that? Right. Or lead you to, to that because you have more of a, um, impact in in just in just choosing one, and and it um, also it doesn't mean that the other areas is not treatable. Right, like you need to treat them also with respect, mm-hmm. but with taking into account that the you wow factors, your like focal points are few, mm-hmm. and you want to make sure you treat it well. A hundred percent. And I think like sometimes it comes down to, should we put the logo on the wall or? Or what do we do because we want to say who we are? And the question is, is, it's a really good question because you don't want to overdo the logo yeah. ever. And and sometimes you need to let other elements do the talking for you and, and in a way support what the logo is. Right. And also the logo most of the time needs to be on the door, on the front door, because you want people to know where your office mm-hmm. is, right? And right. you want people to... To right. find it easily. Mm-hmm. So imagine like you walk into an office and there's the logo on the door and then the logo's on the reception desk and the logo's on, on the, the wall, wall behind, behind you. <laughs> and it's, and it's we just... We saw it. <laughs> yes, we've seen that before. Um, and it's just a bit overkill. Okay, we understood. You Kind of give us a little bit of credit. Um, right. And I think that's really important to just like... I think the companies get confused about it and they say, oh, but we need our logo on this and we need our logo on that. And it's calming them down and saying, let's do more talking. Let's let's use a sentence, which is, you know, um, something that's so intrinsic to your company. Right. Or um, let's use the shapes in the logo and exactly, create something. Exactly. Or even lighting right. with the, the, the shapes of the uh-huh. logo. Like you can be creative with it. You don't have to necessarily put the logo as is on every 
every wall. A hundred percent. And I think that's what we love. Like as designers, we can take the the logo apart and, and make it abstract and, and change it up a little bit. And um, also, I just want to mention, we've... Um, We've uh, been exposed to some companies with pretty bad logos <laughs> and really bad colors. And yeah, sometimes... That we needed to work with. Exactly. Sometimes you can say to them, are you are you 100% closed on this logo? Do, or are you open to changes, number one? Number two, sometimes if the color palette doesn't match kind of what you've created as a concept, you can also just even change the coloring and the logo with their graphic designer or whatever. But... But don't take it as, I wouldn't, like, it's something very important, but I wouldn't take it as, you know, this is it. That's right. the only thing that we're doing. Um, I, I do want to say that usually we, we ask the company to send us all their branding mm -hmm. and marketing and everything. Right, um, so we can like go materials. over it, right? Yeah, so we can go over it. And, and sometimes it's, it is our role to say, listen, I looked at your website. It's not really representing you right. right. And maybe you should figure out something like maybe we should come up with colors and you can incorporate in your website right. or, or that's something like super that. important and i'm happy that you said that because it's happened a few times actually and that's also the holistic approach that we we're right. talking about mm -hmm. that also the company represents itself in one face and right. not like exactly. one language actually. exactly and and that and the design language really supports that yeah um Let's talk a minute about the possible functions that happen in an in in entrance area. Mm -hmm. So I think like when you say entrance area, people like it just jumps to their mind reception desk or, you know, and a waiting area. And it's you don't actually need all of that. Yeah. And and it's really. Yeah, like getting into the company and saying, hold on, what needs to happen here? What needs to function? What is the. What is the goal of this entrance? Is it just a welcoming space and you don't actually have a receptionist? Yeah, we need to understand the function very deeply. Right. To be able to to get the right spaces. And do you remember that we did this bridal... Oh, right. The bridal studio. studio. Right. Um, that was really interesting. And I insisted on like a reception desk. They need a reception desk and someone needs to sit there and welcome the people and whatever. But they're not the a receptionist. Brides. Right. <laughs> But they actually, they're like sales... Um, they're just saleswomen. Right. Women that sits there and, and we suggested maybe they can just be with an iPad. Right. They just... So what we ended up doing for them was saying... Um, you know, they had a limited amount of space and this is where we can really rethink and um, reinvent the wheel. With a limited amount of space, we created an area where you were welcomed by one of these saleswomen, not at a reception desk, but at a bar at, like that two people could sit on either side of. Right. And these saleswomen sat on the other side of the bar just with their with their iPads and welcomed them and told them what room they needed to go into what like um and fill their details exactly and fill in their details but there wasn't need for an actual reception desk and I think as technology advances we're 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 seeing it a lot more is there a room or a necessity of having a receptionist um, and and what if 
what about a waiting area and is that necessary or do people not actually wait at the same time you still want it to be welcoming so sometimes those waiting areas are just like you know uh, a few armchairs or something like that which is actually quite welcoming and people can always use it as a multifunctional space of like going back to the entrance and just sitting there um, even if there's no waiting area necessary and then it turns into a kind of like an informal area but it's very welcoming as you walk in um and i think um the other thing that i i wanted to say about entrances and if there is a receptionist because that's totally fine is that the um reception desk can be totally part of the design and a feature a total feature and even um like special and 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 memorable and and that could number one be the wow factor um we've done some really beautiful reception desks that that exactly that it just incorporated everything and and i think the the complication with the reception desk and and correct me if you don't agree um is that the reception desk needs a lot it needs to be a welcoming b um, you need to have eye contact right c she also or he she or he need their privacy and D, also the ability to function well. And those are a lot of things that one, even one unit of carpentry needs. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So I totally agree. Yeah, <laughs> that's lucky. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and the question is, is, is really when, when you suggest um, as a designer to these companies, when you're making suggestions, you need to stop and think, okay, what does this space need? Um, Do I need that eye contact with people? How much privacy does the receptionist need? Um, It's asking the right question. Also having an inspirational like place to go or like to see it's either Pinterest or like go to stores, but it's actually to be able to, explore mm-hmm. the options and the and right. not always the answer is in you sometimes you need to look for yeah. like inspiration and then gather it together and right. gently create something new with with all the information and inspiration that's mm-hmm. out there and i also just want to point out that once you've gathered that inspiration um sometimes if there is like if you're working with a company that already has some sort of a receptionist it's great to talk to them and say this is what our ideas are what do you think because missing right because i think making them comfortable is just a massive investment in the company itself she or he might run the place and you want them to be comfortable um i also just want to mention what happens when there's no receptionist because then that also need the space needs to be welcoming and kind of also be self-explanatory right like people know where they need to go and that's really important you need to know where you're going and you need to be comfortable and and that's also a tall order for for a space but it can totally be done if we understand what the functions of that space are, if we understand What's the purpose, exactly. If, if, if there's signage, good signage and a good, uh, people know where they walked into and there's a very clear water cooler. If people have to wait, but there's no one to welcome them specifically that they know that it's self-service, the space, the space make is yourself at home. Not, not exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, 
So, so that was like a very brief, and I think we could probably talk about this for hours, a very brief kind of roundup of, of ideas and, and, and important insights about an entrance area. And hopefully it helped. Um, I just want to say that, that as a designer, your instincts are there and, and you just have to ask the right questions and that will turn you into be able, being able to create the right spaces. And we really believe in you. Yeah, we totally believe in you and we know the answer is in you. Sometimes inspiration helps. Exactly. Um, just unveil it. Mm-hmm. it. So stay tuned for the next podcast. We can't wait to have you with us again. Thank you. Thank you.